The history of hardcore, you know, it's all about the history. The history of hardcore podcast. The history of hardcore podcast. Okay, good afternoon, people. We're sat here today at Muscle Hustle with the history of hardcore podcast. Very special guest, my old friend. The main man, the originator, one of the pioneers of the microphone, the man like MC Robbie D. Yeah. How's that, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, man, it's good to, nice to have you in my hometown. I oh, know, it's been a long time. You normally just go straight past me. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not no, going no. seeing him, I'm going. I'm just off. I'm off the Yeah, just. Uh, one of your many we're missions. We're going hither, hither, and yonder. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were known as the sofa surfer of the 90s, really, That's weren't right. you? Yeah, the original navigator. The original. Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's plenty of settees out there that have um, had a week with Robbie back in the 90s, you know, and lots of Xboxes played and Playstations. <laughs> okay, it's Robbie. Yes. Um, you're one of the originals, man. You've been there since day one. Um, you probably, people of yourself have probably forgotten more about yourself than you can remember. I've had some mad times with you myself. Um, beyond that, I, did, I don't even go into that realm, I don't think. It was mental. It has been mental. The journey is still ongoing, you know. What I, mean? I don't, don't, don't think it's going to end until we end, you That's know, until the end. Yeah, yeah, the bitter end. Let's start off. Can you just tell me a little bit about your childhood, about growing up, where you grew up? Yeah. And your influences into music? Was it purely few music or was it via other. Mm. Tell me. Well, I was born in 1970 in Liverpool. Best place to be on earth, yeah. Born in uh, Seth in general. I'm not going to argue that. No, you can't. I'm not going <laughs> to argue that. No, you can't. Well, too, too many scouts you know are going to watch this read there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. I, mean, I was brought up in Tocky, in Toxteth. Mm -hmm. I know Toxteth well. For the first few years. Lovely place. Especially this time of year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's Eurovision going on there now. <laughs> yeah. Back to that. And, um, yeah, so I, I was there for the first four years of my life. And, um, unfortunately, I was shit out. So we didn't really get to experience all the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. out there, but my heart was always there. I spent the first 17 years of my life in Kidderminster, down near Worcester, between Worcester and, 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 and Birmingham. Yeah. The old engine house. That's right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I mean, the titles, it, 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 I spent uh, from when I was four, up until the 1980s, living with my grandma, so okay. I had, uh, it, was a, it was a strange upbringing really, as uh, I was like only one of maybe a few uh, black or coloured people in the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it was, a di it was a different time, so yeah. it was different. You know, We're going back was, quite a long time now, aren't we? we, we are. Culture's changed, life's changed. Yeah, completely. Country's changed, you know, for lots of more for the better, is it, as well? Yeah, we'll we'll go into that later. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I got the music wise, I got a, uh, a broad spectrum of all kinds of music, mm -hmm. especially with my cousins, they were into Top of the Pops and stuff. Right. And you listen to a lot of Rage on One stuff, it was all that, that era. So you'd get a broad spectrum of music, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it was interesting to, to say the least. You know, um, as you said, the culture was different. But um, when I went back to live with my mother, I got a, a, an even bigger uh, experience with music. Where I what age was this? Going back when I was 10. Okay. Yeah, so I listened to a lot of Motown stuff, right. okay. and a lot of soul stuff, a lot yeah. of Michael Jackson. Scar. Scar. A lot of Scar stuff as well, yeah, yeah all, all, all that. So um, my journey really started music-wise properly was back in the early 80s, back in around about right. 1982. Actually, it was watching Top of the Pops and, 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 and seeing the first break dance hip hop act. Yeah. I think it was called Break Machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think just before that, Malcolm McCarran bought out. That's all my time, by yeah. the way, people. She was called Buffalo Girls. Yeah. Uh, and it had a major, major impact on me. I mean, I was like, wow, what, what is this? Yeah, so then obviously got introduced to all the electro hip hop stuff yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. African Bombatters. Yeah, African Bombatters. Ice and then it just went on to Ice T and and and, and then uh, progressed up to things like Public Enemy. Yeah, man, one did, of my favourites, Public Enemy. I did see Public Enemy was the flat. Well, 
the biggest hip hop act. I mean, I've seen a few. I've seen KOS One. KOS One was one of my uh, uh, heroes. Yeah, yeah, as far as rap was concerned. KRS one's a bad boy. He was an intelligent, <laughs> Definitely intelligent. Um, I only like recently figured out how much influence he yeah. had on the hip hop scene. People like Rob Bass, Easy Rob Rock, Bass, Easy yeah. Rock uh, Run DMC, Airbnb Rakeem. Airbnb Rakeem. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my kind of hip hop. Right there. Now we're talking hip hop. Like all the Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. That takes us up late eighties, I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah. Where did the racing come into it? Where Where did you first hear hardcore? Were all acid house? What was your first experience? Well, what, I was the, I was what brought you into that? I was that? living in Redditch at the time. And oh, I used to live in Redditch as well. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Much, much, much for East. Yeah. We're fishing much for pond. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. shit, man. There you go, look. We know each other. God knows we have many years, yeah, and we didn't know that. Long time. Are you fishing your local pond, bro? Yeah, man. Small world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, when I was there, like uh, trying to find my feet as an MC because uh, obviously, like going back from is it the hip hop that influenced you? The hip hop influenced me like? majorly. Yeah, without without hip hop, you wouldn't have got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours listening to hip hop constantly, listening to every style of rap that they got. I mean, it was like like the rave scene in the in the early days. It, you couldn't actually pinpoint it as a one thing. It was a, it was, it was a, all friends. It, well, it was a mixed bag of you know, and hip hop was like that as well. I mean, obviously, the, without hip hop itself, you wouldn't have had a rave scene mm-hmm. because obviously, with the uh, aiming breaks and that, a major, major, major influence in that. Yeah, so um, I'd listen to think between reggae and hip hop. Yes, the influence that yes. that's had on on the hardcore and the jungle scene yes. is yeah. you know is detrimental. Yes. You know? Yeah, so I, I, I like in the in the late eighties, like eighty seven, and that. Well, I was living in Redditch, I used to listen religiously to John Peel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know you got that that spectrum of hip hop or yeah, John Peel's everything. When he encompass yeah. the, the full spectrum yeah. of music, all the early rave stuff, the, the happy, house, happy hardcore, then a, then a good, a, you know, yeah. a, some mad dub, yeah. red yeah. dub, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some fresh death metal. Yeah. <laughs> but he, that's because he, he he appreciated every style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't p- pigeonhole, and he just. No. Played what he felt was yeah. good music, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which I, I respected that. Yeah, definitely. Probably one of the only ones that on Rage on One I actually really listened yeah. to. Yeah. Probably a lot of people that had the bollocks to actually play those yeah. tunes because yeah. at the time, most DJs didn't play that because it was not all commercial stuff. He was playing underground music yeah. to a commercial crowd that weren't used to that at all. Yeah. So, respect yeah. that man. For real. I mean, I come from a, from a nightclub scene anyway because, like, when I was living in Kidderminster, um, I found my feet with this agency that um, used to do weddings and, and, and under 18 discounts. I gave him this chair because I sit there and I do this yeah, yeah, right? I, and I passed it on to Robbie. Sorry. That's all right. So yeah, um, so they used to do weddings and, and, and uh, functions and under 18s events and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and I used to go around with them and, and, and learn how to put all the equipment together and, and, and whatnot and, and eventually go and play music and MC and I was MCing at the time and then uh, as it progressed I used to go to nightclubs and get the DJ to play a couple of um, electro tunes or say if you play that one and that and try and mix it up and that yeah give me 10 minutes yeah and I'm going to go in the crowd I'm going to start MCing to people and pull people out of the crowd and interact with them and ask you they'll start making up lyrics about them and whatnot mm-hmm. there so that was like kind of my first experience of, of playing out to the crowd mm-hmm. and that yeah just totally off the cuff just didn't really give a shit you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and then um it was when i went to see public enemy at the hummingbird yeah and i, and I saw those well. i just moved to worcester and um with um, working with uh, Ragged Paz and his brother mm-hmm. Tony, and that, and in fact, he booked me for the very first ever rave that I emceed up, up at, at the Mosley Dance Centre in, right, in okay. Birmingham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. So this is the 1990, the early part. So I'm still, we're still heavily into hip hop at this stage. Talking about that Mosley party, was I talking about that last week? Yeah. Paul Pilgrim, Paul Pilgrim, who's yeah. going to be in a bit. Yeah, me and Paul were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I. 
I went to this this concert at the Hummingbird for the um, Public Enemy, and it it, it, it was it profoundly changed me because of the influence that they had. In fact, I turned up late. There, there's five thousand people in the car, and I'm right in the back, and I'm thinking, "Fuck this! I wanted to be at the front." front. Yeah. <laughs> so, as the um, supporting act, third base was on. Um, I managed to get to the front. So then Chuck D and everybody came out and doing their thing. And at one point, um, I'm at the front and I'll, and I'll go like this, yeah? And Chuck D goes like this, and we connect like this, boom! And it was just that <laughs> moment, and, and, I, and it was at that moment I thought, do you know what? I want to do what he does. I want to be there, yeah? up there. So um, yeah. I got managed to get talking to a guy called Simon Rain. Well, Simon Rain, yeah, yeah. And I went up to this rave at the Hummingbird a week later, and then I was on the phone to uh, Simon, and I was explaining to him what, how, who I am as an MC and all. So listen, just give me an hour on there, and um, see what happens. Was your plugins not bookings? Yes, that's right. I started to get my foot on this. Of course, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, come up and that. So we drove, drove up there, and I, and, and um, <clears throat> it was the night Guru Josh was there. Yeah. Right. It was the night where the sound engineer kept turning down the music every time he kept complaining. Yeah. And uh, I was at the back of him after he sits down there with it. I'm saying that because he's, he's passed away, bless him. Yeah. He had this jar of coke. Yeah. <laughs> and he's standing there, pissed right off, proper fuming. He was had a right cob on there. Yeah. And I'm like, Do you know what? If that had been me, I'd have gone up there, I'd have smashed that jar of right, or whatever. Yeah. That, that, that saxophone that you, you, your mate's got and smashed it right in the top of there. And he was like, Yeah, I know. He, but you know what I mean? But the whole atmosphere of the place was just like electric. And it's like, Wow, this is, I like this. This is great. And they heard me for the first time, and they're like, wow. You know what I mean? So that was my first ever experience with rave directly, even though for the first previous two or three years, I was actually buying the music. Chicago yeah. House, Detroit Techno, and I was playing. So real, yeah, you played. You, we you, were playing you, you it. DJ as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I was DJing as well, you know what I mean? But obviously, it was one or the other that was going to take off. Yeah, well, yeah. you're MC Robbie D, so exactly. you know which route right. that yeah, yeah. took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that was my first first experience. And, Excellent. Uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. All right. Right, so. So then. Okay, so yeah. there was your introduction okay. to being a microphone dog. Right. Okay, now you're associated massively with certain brands. Yeah. Um, one being Fantasia. Yeah. Another one being Obsession. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me how that really came about for you. What happened? How did you get? How did you get on board there? Well, I can't really speak about these these two organisations without actually going right to the source, which was Perception. Okay. So I was living in Worcester at the time. Um, beginning of the rave scene, mm -hmm. and uh, I, um, I was with uh, Tony Pastori, and uh, he said, "Oh, we're going to go to Cheltenham to a club called Swifts." Right. Okay. And that's where I met Gideon and James. Right. And uh, I obviously did what I did in the club and whatnot, and they were like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! How are you? Hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. so you have got a book in. They must have sat there rubbing their hands. <laughs> This is interesting. Uh, yeah, would you like to come and MC for us? Uh, so this was a perception. No, this was a, um, for a rave called Incantation that they right. were okay. loosely involved with, and uh, I said, okay, yeah, not not a problem. It was uh, it was a week later, yeah, and um, I was supposed to uh, go on the mic for Easy Groove. I'd never even really met at the time. Right, like, okay, I'm sorry. yeah, okay, I've heard of him. definitely heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll. So anyway, yes. I went there. Someone gave me a lift down there, and uh, so it gets interesting. I was late. Yeah, I had to go to charge to go and meet um, in the tobacco to go and get the passes to go there. But they'd already left to go up to this Sudan Castle, which was literally out of town, up the road, kind of thing. And uh, so I, when I got there, I was late. The raid was already underway. Yep. And I'm outside saying, look, I need to get hold of James Perkins or Gideon Dawson because I need to get on that mic in a minute. And, they, and I was there for about half an hour. And I was, you know what I mean? I wasn't going anywhere. In fact, I told the lift, I told my lifts, just go back to Worcester and leave me there, I'll be fine. Yeah? 
Fantasia sprung out from that and then took it to the next mm. level and then obviously obsession. So from one, well. one root basically, yeah. it grew to several flowers. Yeah. Yes. And they all branched off and went of their own did. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did their own thing. Yeah. So rather than being one, yeah. obviously then becomes yeah. competitive exactly. as well, doesn't it? Everyone wants yeah. to be bigger yeah. and yes. better yes. and yes. being innovative. Yes. Anyway. Yes. I mean, obviously, I'm not taking it away from things like rain dance and sunrise and energy and... and, and they, they, they were more than... They, 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 they were all that, they were that end. Yeah. yeah. Right, so they're doing their thing and they've got that end, at this end of the country. So the thing about the West Country is it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive pool of talent and, and, and whatnot, especially Bristol. Bristol is mm. the melting pot of music I don't care what anyone says yeah. Jungle came out of Bristol right <laughs> Jungle is at home of Bristol Bristol, Even Bristol though is the most multi-cultured yeah. most versatile yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Just every, just every, every of everything yeah. there even you know though somebody is? like Paul Ibiza might disagree with me <laughs> Jungle did actually originate from Ibiza Records and I know because I was there I was there on the night right where in Camden where jungle was birthed right literally you you couldn't write it it was that that is where jungle originated but bristol was a next level a bubbling pot it was but it. it's the bubbling yeah. pot you know you got ronnie size you yeah. got all the easy groove yeah yeah me Bungie, <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely john nation yeah. you know what i mean well, die crust die crust well. daisy you, you yeah. name it the list is endless you know what i mean even Scorp mc scorpio my mc and strictly jungle squad yeah bristol bristol was always Look. <laughs> 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 and, you know, but a lot of the it was all tied in with the free parties with yeah. with the Dennis the, was Dennis was big on that side of things. Wasn't it? Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, dance wicked that uh, with the easy grooves and that. Um, so the new age traveling element of it was a massive of course component to all of us yeah so we go and do fantasia or do perception or go yeah to, to do mythology whatever it is but we'd always end up at the free, the free party, party yeah right yeah, yeah, and there yeah. was there was a period that well, you, and, you, you and Dennis are very well known in the free party community, <laughs> mate. Trust me, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Your names get mentioned quite a lot in the most random of places. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the <laughs> podcast, by the way, but yeah. It was, you know, it was a massive so, so influence on my... On well, you was Castle, Castle Morton again. Castle Morton was uh, 93. 90, was it 92 or 93? It was 93. 93, yeah. So, okay, at that time you had cracking off your big legal parties, Fantasia, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then all of a sudden you had a mass conglomeration of free party, radical movement, next generation party, free tree hugging people yeah. descending yeah. on Castle Morton for an illegal, yeah. not illegal, not licensed, an illegal. And it was just literally a free for all with People from everywhere turning up, setting up sound systems. And what was there, 30,000? There was about 60, there was more than that, wasn't there? 68,000. 68,000. 68,000, yeah. So big, big party. And that party it itself set off the criminal justice bill. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got these, like, as I said, we started off with the three parties, right? So there was a period of 26 weeks and 26 consecutive three parties every week yeah it started off small right, and then started gradually getting bigger and bigger so we go to one area and then we'd end up say the, min the ministry defense lands on um up by stroud yeah. and then we'd end up in wales and then we'd end up somewhere down in gloucester or anywhere which within a hundred mile radius yeah, yeah. yeah. and then progressively got bigger and bigger, bigger. so oxford a lot so basically, yeah, we were part of the free party scene and that, yeah. And um, as I said, it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and the business had no idea. Oh, yeah. so, there's one we just took like 10,000 people oh, turned up, yeah. there's there's nothing they could do. All they could do was fly a helicopter around yeah. and that, yeah. So, um, look busy, right? So then we had the f one, uh, one on uh, Chip and Sobby Common, I think mm -hmm. it was one week or two weeks, yeah, it was a week before. And it was, uh, it was two weeks before, it was a week before perception, and then there was supposed to have been 
a big one down there, glass of No milk. prime drinks, by no, the way. Don't, no, 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 no deep drinks, right, at all. Not by Brian. Right, so, <laughs> the Glastonbury party was a diversion, so they could get to Castlemore, and now I was there, uh, I was in Birmingham at the time, I'd just done a right, uh, party, come back, I was with my woman at the time, and uh, she was like, oh, where's this party then? Do you know where it is? I said, listen, don't worry about it, yeah? And Sunday, I said, they guarantee you any money, within the next hour, we're gonna know where it where is. Where it is. Put the telly on, I said. Right, just put the news on, local, um, central news, what it is. I said, oh, there's a big uh, illegal gathering down in Castle Morton. Do not attempt to go down there because the police won't let you in. So get in the fucking van. We're going. Right, so she got on a Kawasaki Z650. I got in the van and then we just sped off down there. And uh, there you go, we're there. Right, wicked, right, so we're here. <laughs> and that, yeah. I was there 24 hours. I was there on the Sunday. On the Monday. Bank holiday weekend. Yeah, it was bank holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. On the Monday, I had to go to Nottingham. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do that then? I thought, oh, hang on, DIY's here. Yeah, right, so not even based Yeah, there. I said, can you give me a lift to Nottingham? And that, yeah. I've got to go and do that. So I left uh, there, Angie, and just got went up there, did the thing at the Marcus Garvey uh, Centre. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, promoter, the promoter had this clever idea of paying me by cheque. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. King Robbie, come on. Yeah. To this day. Right, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally like standing next to the wall, and uh, this kid next to me says, "Oh, you never guess where I've just come from." I went, "Where's that?" Then he went, "Oh, I'm in the castle Morton. I said, "That's funny." Yeah. 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 I've just come back from there as well. He goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I just did a bit of work, obviously." He said, oh, I, "You never guess what?" He went, "What?" Still on, he went fuck off. Or, yeah, <laughs> still on. I don't think go on for like three, three days. Oh, no, not longer than that. Oh, you know. I said, so, should we go back? He went, yeah. So we all jumped in the car and went back. So you went from yeah. Castle Morton to Nottingham, yeah, and back to Castle yeah. Morton, yeah. Oh, why yeah. not? That's right. You know, well, you you can do it. That's bag of minerals and that, yeah, because it's, yeah, about, it's about keeping vitamins and minerals. It's about keeping, you know what I'm saying, yeah, vitamins and minerals because I've been there every week. Yeah, and uh, we ended up. I ended up back where I started. It was mental. In fact, it was the. Um, I mean, if you remember perception, it was mm -hmm. Keon and Ranting at the time. The the two Iranian businessmen. Right. Some people say they were gangsters, but I. You wouldn't know about that. Anyway, allegedly. Would you? allegedly. No at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I actually gave Keon the check. He gave me the money for it. It was only 150 quid, or sort of 250. Yeah, it was 250 quid, and he said it bounced. <laughs> <laughs> he said, okay. It was when you turned. This is why cash is clean. Yeah, he said, Robbie, he said, if it was anybody else, so they brought the neck. I said, yeah, I like you. He said, I said, you know what I mean? I said, it's all good, man. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, the free part is, especially that one, was responsible for the criminal justice act. Mm. Now, we were responsible for that part indirectly. I'm quite proud of it. Don't blame you. History <laughs> <laughs> in the making, isn't it? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Um, what is your favourite event you've ever done? One, one, one. Only one answer. Matches Park Stadium, Bournemouth. Summertime. Fantasia, summertime. Why? Because th that was the one that that broke me out as an as a, as a proper it, professional. It true, did, mate. True, MC. It did, yeah. Yeah. So that that event. Yeah. Um, what happened at that event, mate? Tell 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 the people. I'm sure everybody out there, the majority of people watching. Well, the original idea, original idea was to actually get a jetpack and that and fly out like NASA and that over the crowd. But unfortunately, <laughs> this is this is like you know, this is years yeah, ago. Right, people right. think about things like this back then. Unfortunately, council were having none of it. Yeah, I thought we'd do it anyway. I said, all right, then why don't we just use a harness? And I thought they were going to use like a, a proper zip wire to zip me out. And it were it was it was like a. Uh, it was a big long cable and that's to pull me up and then throw me out and like it was mental 
It was, it really was. But it was original, it was like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's just do that, just do it for a laugh and well, see what happens. There's yeah. a picture of you flying through the crowd with your, with your bomber jacket yeah, and, and, and your round shades on yeah, it, yeah, flying through. It, you know what I mean? It was excellent. <laughs> well, right. you, you, I think, as far as I'm aware, the only MC that has ever actually... Well, except Evil, is it... Um, oh, yeah, that was more recent, was that Yeah, re yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's different. Yeah, they, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. All, you can't recreate that part you, of history. You, you can't recreate lightning in a bottle, yeah? Right, that was something <laughs> else. Yeah, you had to be there to experience it, but... Unfortunately, yeah. that wasn't there. No. No! Where were you? Cry. Were you? Gotcha, son. No, I was, um, I think I was 14 or 15. Right. It was just before I started going, like, local, small local parties, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm young, me, mate. I know you are. I'm 46. Mad and then. You know? So anyway, <laughs> so that's your that's your favourite event, and any other reasons other than them, them being hoisted above the crowd? Was the, the event itself? It's the one that I remember every minute of it. And what, what I'm, what, remember, all I can remember is that everybody being told it was Ribsy Sean telling everybody not to go to the beach. So what happens when you tell twelve thousand people not to go to the beach? They go home, aren't they? They're doing the opposite. They go to the fucking beach, right? I did. I mean, I did try and warn them. I said, just don't not go Bournemouth Beach. Whatever you do, <laughs> the, the, the beach is that way, right? And home is that way. It's that way. Right, so go home. <laughs> the next thing, I'm on the TV, on the beach, right, with two bottles of wine, yeah, on the news, yeah, on ITM news. We can fuck. MCing into the bottles at the time. I've been rumbled. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. No, but what? Well, I mean, like, tell, like, tell 12,000 people not to go to the beach. Well, Sean as well, well you're both a bad man. It was a, probably about 25,000 people. I think extra more people turned up, didn't there they? There was another 4,000 people turned up. Yeah, there was a massive road, uh, traffic jams, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Around the, it's all around around the event. I mean, it's all our fault. It's your fault? Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. You're scapegoating, mate. It's always your fault. Well, it was the only rave that I know of that had a four weeks coverage on ITN News. You know what I mean? That's the work that we put in. You know what I mean? Council <laughs> came first, I presume come in, then the news cameras come in, I'm thinking, great, let's milk this, yeah. And we did, I'm on the strength, of, I mean, like, it was mental, have you ever heard of a rave being put on the um, 10 o'clock news at night? It's, just, it's not, it's, it's unheard of, you might get a clip here and there, mm. but it was a whole coverage. They, 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 <laughs> they did not want that to happen at all, yeah, and, and obviously the knock-on effect was that we, we had what sixteen thousand people there, plus another at least four thousand people outside wanting to come in, and we did actually get them in in the end. All sorted. All sorted. All sorted. And it made it cemented Fantasia's name. Um, were the drugs good that night? They were, to be honest, not, obviously you'd know. But, but well, well actually, good? I didn't actually do anything for the first part. Well, I was on the honest, so I, mean, I didn't do nothing. No, no, no. I mean, I obviously got a bit fucked up the week leading up to it and afterwards, but that little section was actually pretty straight. It was mad, because I was on the quad at one point, don't know how I got on that yet. Down That's towards, because loads of people couldn't get in, I went down to see what was going on, and to let them know, a line of police there, and I made the mistake of going over the police line, right? But they wouldn't let me back in. I'm like, hang on, I've got to be up on stage in a minute, I've got to do the morning set, and that, and no, not having that. So they basically, uh, uh, James and Johnny, Johnny Evans, Johnny Vincent, um, part of Fantasia, and he's still knocking about. Still knocking about. Still about. Same, yeah, he's actually coming up today. Yeah, he's part of this event that we're doing in September. Uh, basically, had to concoct a story that they just uh, sacked me. Right, that I've been sacked. You can come in, but you're sacked. Yeah, that was the only way I could get back in. <laughs> you know I mean? So I got back in with the quad and I took about twenty minutes to do that. So got in there, back on the stage. And that was just before the time where Ivan Magpie's telling the guy to get off the fucking speakers, his yeah. HIV got speakers, and me telling everybody to don't bother going down Bournemouth Beach. Something like Pat to say something like that. No, you know what I mean? like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was mental. It was a, it was absolutely mental, but it did pave the way. It paved the way for Ratty, me and Ratty, for Rat Pack. LSD, all uh, everyone, Groove Rider, all in there. I mean, they're all big names anyway. But that was the everybody will always talk about Manchester Park Stadium. Yeah, the yeah, more yeah, than they yeah, do, yeah, yeah. 
more than they do Castle Donington. Yeah, yeah. I think in its own right, yeah. uh, it was a smaller event. It possibly is as, if not more, talked about than Donington Park. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I was Madness. so glad that we were part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It we were, as we say, innovators. But it matter how back back in those days you could have. Uh, you know, an event with 10,000 people one weekend, yeah. then you had all the weekly club nights in each area, yeah, yeah. and then the following weekend you could have 25,000 ravers. I mean, it's just phenomenal the amount of people that were involved with the scene. I mean, if you compare it to today's scene, mm. we don't have that weekly club night, we no. don't have that 15, 20,000 capacity, no. not in our genres of music. No. It was just nuts. It was nuts. But obviously, that, that did eventually dwindle and. Well, no. Segregated. Segregated. I mean, it did pave the way for a lot bigger events and a bigger scene. You know, it became international then, because obviously being on the news and the world are watching that and going, what is that? Are we mm -hmm. having a good time? You know, it was a big. It raised awareness. Yeah, of course. I mean, then it sprung up bigger in Europe and America, Australia. Yeah, off the back of what yeah. we all did back in the early well, nineties. A lot of the a lot of the UK artists were travelling to Australia, the US, and gone Japan, yeah. God knows where. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is before the internet. I mean, on the internet. I mean, let's be honest though. What's a Japanese MC going to sound like? <laughs> Scott, that's that question. Is this why, yeah. if you go to Japan or certain other countries, yeah. they have all the English MCs out there? Of course. Would it sound right in another language? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like um, that's a really good question. Like, in the Spanish uh, language, or um, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it sounds different because I, I yeah. think this is like Polish hip hop. Oh yeah, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's cool, it's yeah. good, and it, and yeah. it works, and it sounds yeah. okay. But I've yeah. heard hip hop in other yeah. in other languages, and it just no. sounds completely ridiculous. So is it the same as regards with MCs? You think? Listen, maybe it's worth going to find out. What's what is the the funniest moment? The funniest thing you've ever ever seen in a club, the most craziest, ridiculous, out there thing, something you're like, what the fuck have I just seen? Me in a mirror, you <laughs> We have to look at that all the time without the mirror. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. I know Is there a particular funniest thing? Probably something you can think of, something just completely out there? Completely out there? Oh, I don't know, hang on. Maybe or is it, it's got to be real. There's lots, lots of funny instances. I mean, I mean, the funniest, one of the funniest things I was involved with was uh, DJ Blaze's Shane's birthday down at uh, Dance Planet at uh, Milton Keynes, and he decided to turn piss up. They were coming in with these big clear bottles of what appeared to be liquid, but I think it might have been vodka. Yeah, so anyway, vodka. after a few hundred sips of that, like me and Shane, like me and Lively, jumping on this bouncy castle it's like back in the sanctuary, but it was perfect for what it, what it needed to be done. And uh, we were all bouncing around everywhere, fucking falling all around the step over the, the rave. I, I had to keep coming outside to tell Shane that he's on in half an hour, but he's literally on the car, he's in, on the floor in the car park. He's got his trousers around his ankles for some reason. I don't know what the food's Yeah, I think he's trying to eat the tarmac, yeah. And I'm trying to explain to him that if he doesn't get the fuck off the floor, so, someone's gonna have to do a set for you, mate. Yeah, and he's like, "Listen, you're gonna have to tell him. <laughs> you're gonna have to tell him." I said, "Well, all right then." Well, so I managed to stumble back into the ring, and somehow I managed to get on stage. And Groove Riders playing at the time, right? And I and I stopped the music. I've got to stop the music, and I said, "Listen, everyone, DJ Vibes ain't gonna be playing in a minute. Yeah, he's he's out there. It's his birthday, and he's." <laughs> and with that, I fell off the stage. I can relate to that, I've done it myself. Literally, <laughs> like, it's mental, not me. So I think that was the. It's now got a vicious shame chewing tarmac. Yeah. Um, right, okay, yeah. 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 Right. Different, different, different. We're back in the house after a short commercial break. It was a Pearl and Bean production. <laughs> Introducing 
Original Back in the house, Robbie D. De de detonator. The original debt collector, I call That's him. Right, yeah. The original detonator. Yeah, I can do good paint jobs, right? The original decorator. <laughs> yeah, original decorator. Makes a new avenue for you. Things do go tits up for us all, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all good. Well, a couple of things, mate. Um, obviously, you were known as a Southwest MC, even though your heritage goes from different areas. You're very well known in the Southwest because you spent a lot of your life down there. Yeah. Um, for me, I've always seen you as sort of having been one of those MCs that doesn't get regionalised right. like certain MCs in certain areas. Uh, regardless of how good they are as an MC, certain MCs do get pigeonholed and kept in regions. Yes. Uh, Yorkshire, for example, is a very clicky area for MCs. Yeah. Take, you, know, you don't get a lot of them coming outside of that Yorkshire area. Yeah. Um, and you don't get a lot of MCs from outside of Yorkshire going into Yorkshire. Um, you sort of went massive in the southwest, but I've always seen you as having branched out and used that M5 corridor yeah. um, for your bookings. And I know you were taken on massively in the Midlands mm -hmm. um, by Quest, mm -hmm. Gerald at Quest, mm -hmm. um, Pandemonium. Mm -hmm. You you were res regular there, mm -hmm. probably resident there for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, and you and Ratty also used to perform a lot. And Ratty being for the Midlands, Leamington Spa Crew. Some of your sets with Ratty are legendary, mm -hmm. uh, especially your mythology set is one that gets mentioned <laughs> all the time. Um, so you've always had a really, really strong Mid Midlands connection all the way up to sort of, I think, probably Stoke. Yeah, yeah. And obviously nationally, internationally. Yeah, but that view is like a huge corridor from all the way from the southwest, Cornwall, all the way up the M5, up to Stoke. That was like, you know, you were the boy, I and mean, I can remember back in the day, Boogie Scooby was the boy, Robbie's the boy. Yeah. You know, and you, yeah. you, you, when you were peaking, it was like next level, when the whole race scene was peaking at that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what's your favorite set you, you did with Ratty? Favorite set? <clears throat> it's funny you should say that, because, uh, I performed with Ratty a couple of weeks ago in Plymouth. Um, the warehouse reunion. Yes, was, how was that? Yeah, it was next level. It was good. It was next I know uh, Roy Ellis, Ellis Steve was putting some nice videos of it, and I said to Stacey, "That looks nice. That's nice. It was recapturing something that was great down there." And uh, it was a wicked venue. I've got my friend Kirk here in the house today. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've been to the, the old warehouse with me when we were down in Plymouth many years ago. Uh, you know, Dance Academy as well. That's right, Dance Academy, Ross Factory, and obviously the uh, the Plymouth Warehouse is absolutely legendary, and it was great to be back then to perform with Ratty for the first time since about 2010. It was something special as well because he didn't know what to expect. Was that well received? Very. It was. Yeah. It was next level because obviously you're bringing our years decades of experience to the forefront and just getting on with it yeah, as if it was like yesterday kind of thing and uh, it worked really well right he was really happy i think as far as technicians go yeah you're both sort of master technicians at your own trade you're a master technician on the microphone yeah. um your lyrics are always you're changing and adapting and moving you very rarely use the same lyric yeah. again so you were very technical with your lyrical ability yeah a ratty in my this is in my opinion yeah. a as a technical dj yeah. now i'm talking about a dj with two decks a mixer put in front of him yeah he has the best technical ability and again this is my opinion as a dj he's the best technical dj on the planet his hands move like fucking lightning and at the time your lyrics yeah. were coming out new fresh like lightning yes. so you have ratty yeah. Bam, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Fingers, hands all over the place, mixing, dropping beats in, one tune into another, into a next, and yeah. you flipping your lyrics. Boom, 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 boom. It whacked. That hit people, and it was like, fuck me, this is fresh, this is exciting, this is hitting me. Do you know what I mean? And as much as you would say you're never a partnership, yeah. there is a massive correlation between you and Dave, the ratty, the rats. A absolutely. Between <laughs> DJ, man MC. Yay. Tell us, man. Yeah. DJ Ratty in there. <laughs> big up Ratty. Ratty, big up Ratty. Respect those, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame you support Man United. I see there's some states who have struggled supporting himself. I think we've all been there. So, uh, another thing I'm going to touch base on uh, our connection as well. We've known yeah. each other for the best part of 30 years. Yeah. Um, you performed at the first ever event I put on, was in 1999, yeah, yeah. Um, at the Void, yeah. um, and you still to this day 
A book by me, not blagged. That's right. That's by right. you. Your book's by me. Yes. Still for, for parties this day. Of course, so of course. A testament to, uh, yeah. to, you know, to, to, to your uh, master craftsmanship in the scene, Thank I guess. Well, so questions from me. Yeah. I've got some questions for some of the people out there that have been asked today okay. and yesterday. And 1963, 1944. <laughs> right. Okay, so my questions for you. Right. Your favourite DJ? My favourite DJ. My favourite, favourite, favourite. Your favourite DJ? DJ Easy Crew. Your favourite MC? <laughs> Mad P. Fucking good answer. Yeah. Favourite food? Come on, come on, come Minted on. Minted lamb. Minted lamb. Yes. Good answer. Shank. You what? Shank. No, yeah, it's a yeah, shank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favourite yeah. venue? Favourite venue? Just one. Favourite venue? Q Club. Birmingham. Good yes. venue, bad venue. Yes. Best event? Best event. Ever. Fantasia. Okay, we know the answer to that one matching yeah, sometime, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Rum or vodka? Got to be vodka, innit? SM58 or radio mic? Oh, I'd definitely be a radio mic. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, fucking hell, I'm not having him on here again. There's no part two, is there? Okay, what was your hate cra craziest hairstyle? And we're going to back this up with picture evidence. Uh, I had the big long dreads. Yeah, I did. Right, I've got a great picture yeah. to put in there. Yeah. Your favourite year for music and radio? Favourite year for music and radio's got to be 93. Fucking knew he was going to say 93. Yeah. I had three fingers <laughs> up. Yes, right, okay, right. right. Questions from people out there. Right. This guy, I've heard of this guy. Ian Moore, Shock C. Ian, big up, Mr. Yes. Shock C, Coventry Massive, Amnesia Crew. Yes. Rude Boy. Whoa. Tall Man. Whoa. The Long One. Gets done. Yes. Right, okay, whose idea was it to fly at summertime? It whose was, idea it was, was it to mine? They'd say it was theirs, but it was mine. So it was Robbie's. I, I told Nick Sellers that like, I wanted to do it. Because the jetpack idea just flew out the window, kind of thing. Literally. Excuse me, Yes. Okay, uh, from Chloe Taylor. Taliban parties. Right, tell me. What? Absolutely. What? What? I never went. Taliban. I've heard. Tell us. Tell us. Aboriginal parties. Tell. Absolutely mental free parties. Used to drive for miles and miles to get to them. In fact, I drove to one all night and got there just as it ended. That was how dedicated I was. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Driving around Exmoor, trying to find somewhere. Yeah, I knew it. found it. I knew it. You can hear the music and shit. Yeah, you driving through these moors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, from Rich Pickles, your favourite promoters? Favourite promoters, obviously, was uh, Fantasia, Obsession, Gideon and Perception. Yeah, that's exactly what I figured you were saying. And I, I'm followed by Dreamscape. There's some guy here. Murray, rest in peace. Murray, Pink. yeah, Murray. Yes. Legendary. Absolutely. A guy called Lomas. Yes. Your favourite Welsh DJ for Steve. Lomas. Big up Lomas. Original yeah. out there. Yeah. My favourite Welsh so DJ. Welsh well, DJ. I'd, I'd, I'd like to say, like, I remember this, right? From back <laughs> in the day, Quest had a poll of all the DJs uh, from all the areas. Who was your best DJ? And the one they put up there, I think it was a joke, but it was quite funny at the time, said that. Wales' his number one DJ was the, either DJ Lomaz or anyone with more than 10 records. DJ Lomaz has always been my favourite Welsh DJ, hands down, hands down. I think you knew that was going to be the answer there, yes, right? Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Steve is a hell of a DJ, yes, man. Fact, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, actually, actually going to MC for him uh, on the 28th. I'll make, sure, make sure he brings all ten records. Rod Jones, Rod NRG says, yep. uh, ask you about the fusion hotel incident with getting kicked out with your dog. Oh yeah, uh, well he was there. You should know. There you go. Yeah. There's your answer to that one. Marky Taylor, were you scared when you were pulled up in the air at Matchams Park? No, not at all. That's like you said before, you you were scared okay. that you'd come down off your pill halfway yeah, up. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you wouldn't be able to get another one. You realised I hadn't done anything. <laughs> so there you go. No, it was a pretty good experience. I mean, the jetpack one would have been a little bit more air-raising, you know what I mean? But with a bit of training, I could have landed somewhere. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, SAS Robbie D, yes, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, right, Robbie, it's a big pleasure having you in. I think there's definitely scope for, for another talk. Absolutely. Before, but, we, before we leave this here, yes. You moving forward, obviously, your old school is your heritage. You moving forward with your own little movement yeah. at the moment with, with your crew. We've got Charlie yeah. over here in the house. DJ XL. XL, yeah. do you want to come round quickly, mate? Yeah, come oh, round. Just come round quickly. Come on, my friend. Bring yourself on round. Yeah. 
Come on, lad, bring that ass around me. Come on, lad. Come on, lad. You might struggle to understand him a bit because he speaks in a really bad Scouse rule. Alright, so this is Charlie DJXL. I've known him for quite a while. We've performed together many years ago back at Vibe and various other venues. You guys are part of your new movement, which yep. is strictly, I say new movement, it's been going on for quite a while, strictly drungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically, you tell me. Well, basically, I started strictly drungle about 10 years ago, obviously, with my DJ inside and that, yeah. And uh, I, I decided that I was going to give them something that they not really heard for a, for a while. Uh, with the old school DJs, especially, were very uh, particular how they played their music, and it was uh, something that I actually showed Ratty is that they like to do mix chains and lots of transitions and long mixes, yeah. So we kind of incorporate with Strictly Jungle is a fusion of a drum and bass and jungle, new school jungle, yeah. It's got a lot of the old school flavour. Now I've been doing this for ten years. Yeah? I decided last year that we was going to take it international somehow, and the only way I was going to do that is to actually have a squad of people. Uh, a very talented people that I know very well and also yeah, you're a yeah, can also <laughs> deliver yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no it's a bit they <laughs> <laughs> can actually deliver something that's very entertaining so this generation and the new generation who are your DJs? who are my DJs? Oh. well obviously I've got uh, uh, DJ XL. I've got uh, excellent. I've got uh, X Base from Birmingham. X Base. We've got DJ High Top uh, from London. Yeah. Um, we've got Grey Matter from Southampton. Um, we've got uh, MC Pac-Man and MC Scorpio, Scorpio I believe, and that, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, we've got a few, and um, we've got um, uh, Shot, Shotty 4HF as what, well. What's your, if these people want to follow you, where can they follow you? You can, can follow me on YouTube, you've got to type in Strictly Drungle, it's D-R-U-M-G-L-E, Drungle, Strictly Drungle, you'll find my channel, you'll find about over 120 Odd podcasts of myself, and now we've got podcasts oh, from you've got plenty of spare time. XL. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got some, <laughs> they're not short, lots sets. of driving time, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're, not short, they're not short, sets, but there is a philosophy behind Strictly Drumball. It's best to listen to it, then you'll understand what it is. That's the best thing, right? Before we go, yeah, you've also guys got a, an event planned, I believe. We certainly have, me, yes. Tell, yeah. tell me a little bit more about we're that, the, make it quick as well. We're in Club District on the 2nd of September. We have massive lineup. We've got Nicky Black Market, we've got Conrad Subs. That's Nicky Black Market in English. It's Nicky Black Market, a very story. <laughs> Conrad Nicky, Subs. Nicky. We've got the Stickley Jungle Squad, myself, the original detonator, High Top, Grey Matter, Scorpio, Pacman, who we mentioned before. The one like MC Energy. Of course. We've got Busy G, we've got SES, <laughs> we've got Migs and Daisy. We got a good lineup, man. Second September, club district, lots of time. One of the, the, one of the most famous clubs in Liverpool for a reason. What, no. what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a piece of artwork up on here with that information in English for you, so you can understand <laughs> it, um, and then you can make your own mind up. <laughs> so, from myself, the original master of ceremony, microphone Thank controller, bab, bit bit bab, bit bit bab, bit bit bab, man, Robbie D. Kick, kick, kicking it too, yeah. That's the one. Do you look and never do you? Don't start. We could be here for hours, mate. We could be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you as well, Charlie. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Last one. Thank you for the team. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you very much, Pamela. All the crowd at the back. The massive on the left-hand side. The massive on the right. Yes. You over there. Big up, thank you. And um, we'll see you next time on the History of Hardcore podcast. Goodbye, God bless. History of Hardcore, history of Hardcore podcast. It's all about the history.